All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Call-Up. We're here Sunday night, uh, July 12th. And, Monks, um, I got to be honest, it feels good to see the boys out on the field with the uniform on. Uh, me too, man. It's a good week. This is technically our 4th of July stream, or our podcast, I should there say. There you go. Um, we're, we're a week late, but happy 4th. Hope it's a good one for you. Um, I, I had a good time. I'm glad to be back behind the mic. Um, and baseball is in, what are we at, 11 days now? 11, 11 days, days out. July 23rd, we got a couple games, um, yeah. which is crazy, man. That the, When we came to the agreement, what was that, two or three weeks ago, I was like, ah, oh, man, we still got like a month and a half, and now we're here, man. We got right. 11 days. I'm ready to roll. Seems um, like it came out of nowhere. Out of yeah. nowhere. Um, it's it's really nice to, to scroll Instagram and Twitter and see the uh, see all the guys out on the field, uh, whether it's an inner squad or, or just BP or, or a, a bullpen. It's nice to see for sure. Well, uh the the funny thing is like well and we'll get into this a little bit but like everyone was completely right of like once the season actually starts and like we're getting rolling people are going to forget about the the absolute you know shit show yes. we just went through yeah um for lack of a better phrase and it's completely true i've i've i haven't forgotten about it obviously but like I, it hasn't crossed my mind at all like, i'm just i am my my brain is 100 percent baseball mode right now um i haven't even thought about it it's just like all right let's play now you know i mean they're, they're, whoever was saying that you know, beat writers, whoever it was, like they're totally right, spot on, which is cool. Yeah. To be honest, a lot of that, uh, the back and forth and the uh, disparity between the the players and the owners was kind of giving us stuff to talk about. And now that everyone's back on the field, it seems like that's uh, taking a back seat and everyone's just happy that baseball's back. But yeah, 11 days out, um, it feels really, really good. Um, we'll get into the, the schedule and the uh, opening day and, and uh, some of the matchups we have coming up. But we wanted to start off with just some quick um, updates on, on news and kind of what's going on in the sports world. Um, and so if you, you know, if you follow sports, you probably know that uh, the NBA has reported to Orlando. Um, and to be honest, for uh, lack of a better word, it's been a shit show as well. Um, <laughs> and a lot of uh, a lot of tweets and pictures and and um, you know Zoom calls and all that stuff have come out and players have said the rooms are horrible, the food's horrible, um, really? setups not great. Yeah, I actually haven't uh, seen this too much to be honest. This is this yeah. is fairly new to me, so give me the news. Yeah, I mean all you got to do is just go on to, to to Twitter, Instagram, and and look at an NBA player's um, kind of one of the more outspoken ones. Um, and yeah, they're not happy. I mean it's not great. Um, I know the WNBA is even worse. Um, there was a picture sent out from um, a girl that uh, in the, her laundry room, there was like a dead rat just sitting there. Oh, God. Um, and and uh, and I think she she jumped on like an ESPN uh, conference call or an interview and, and called out the commissioner, basically said, you know, this is unacceptable. But, you know, it's a similar story for the NBA. I know that it's a it's a it's not the best venue and the practice arena. They're all practicing in the same gym, basically. There's there's a bunch of courts in, like, this big open I room. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. Are, they very, taking the real, are, they, are they taking, like, the real floors from their actual Yeah, everybody, every team shipped their own full <laughs> floor. Yeah. It's actually kind of a cool look. And then you see everybody out there, and it's just, I don't know, everyone's super, super close. There's not really many, much uh, privacy. I, I wonder if... Like you and I have played our fair share of basketball, but nothing like, mm-hmm. you know, really organized per se. Like we played rec ball. I'm sure you did, too. Yeah. But like, I wonder if these NBA players feel like their home hardware hardwood is like unique or special, you know, because like, dude, when you were playing high school baseball, growing up, like you're you felt the most comfortable on your home field, I'm sure. Because I yeah. did. 
Oh, duh, wonder, oh, for I, sure. I, is that the same thing for basketball? I actually don't know because I, whenever I played, I, I, like again, you and I played through college, but like we yeah. don't know what it's like to have a home court. So I wonder. If, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd be interested to hear what people say about that. Yeah, I don't know how different they are just because it's an NBA court and they probably try to keep them all the same. But maybe yeah. there's something about um, about like the way it looks um, and the color scheme that makes them kind of feel it, more it, at home. It, it must be because I like, do. Yeah. Baseball, like my baseball, I feel like I knew every lip, every divot, every, you know, same. I'm sure you did the same thing too. Like when you're in the outfield, you knew every hole where the lines were, everything. I, I wonder if it'd be any different for, for, uh, for basketball. I guess we, yeah. we talked about this on our stadium episode. Baseball is unique because every field is different. Whereas opposed like football and, and basketball are very, you know, regulated. regulated every field yeah. is essentially the same. Minus maybe the color scheme, the out of bounds yeah. might be a little bigger, stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's a good question, but that's kind of what makes makes baseball so fun is the different layouts and the way right. that everything's uh, kept. You know, it just kind of adds a, a different level of uh, complexity. But yeah, so that that that's kind of disappointing for the NBA. I know that they've had some players opt out too, but they're kind of off to a slow start. The NHL, um, on the other hand, actually finalized their two hub cities this past week, and so both are going to be up in Canada. Um, one's in Edmonton, one's in Toronto. Um, that's where we're going to they're they're going to play the remainder of the season. And uh, they released their kind of uh, playoff schedule format um, a couple day, days ago as well. So they're moving kind of right along. Um, interesting that they opted to go with Canada uh, instead of the United States. Um, I guess when you look at, uh, you know, coronavirus cases and, and percentages, uh, probably is a no-brainer, um, especially if you have the ability to have two cities up there. Um, so, we'll get in, we'll get into it later, but uh, Toronto is, is um, the Blue Jays are actually thinking about doing the opposite. So, yeah, you had a question? Yeah, so the, they're, all teams are playing in those two st- Two arenas? Is that what I'm hearing? Um, so it'll be it'll be everyone that that uh, qualified for the playoffs. Just and how many is that in hockey? What is it? 30 I can't teams? remember. I can't I remember know. what the um, what the report rate is, but it's it's similar to the NBA, where not everyone will be there. Um, okay, so we're, yeah, not, we're talking about like about 15 teams, give or take. Probably, yeah, and and they're gonna have yeah uh, half in Edmonton, half in Toronto, but basically the conferences are gonna get split up. I don't hate that. No, I mean, I, yeah. I don't mind it. I guess I, the, the only question is where are you going to play the the, the Stanley uh, Cup, right? Are are either of those teams was it Edmonton was it Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs? Are either of those teams in the playoffs? That'd be kind uh, of. Cool. Got, I believe Toronto stadium. is. I think Edmonton missed. Um, there's no I, way. There's no way they put Toronto in in Toronto, right? And, That's not fair. Well, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter because there's no fans, right? <clears throat> oh, true, true, true. I, I do. I always forget that. I literally. Yeah, that. you're right. No, it is. It's like I don't know. It's weird to think, but. Um, I mean, I guess you know, home, home, home ice is home ice. No, nevertheless, um, on while while you're uh, while you're still discussing this, I'm looking it up. Yeah, Toronto's definitely in. Um, are they in Toronto? I'm not sure. I think Edmonton missed the playoffs this year. Um, but anyway, the the NHL is going to get going on August first. Yeah. So so moving on, um, the NCAA um, uh, football uh, for fall is honestly in in, in serious jeopardy um, with some of the latest news. The Ivy League said that they were done. Um, they were not going to participate in the fall uh, football season or really any sports uh, for that matter. Uh, I believe it was the Big Ten or the Big 12 came out and said they're only going to play um, in conference if they do play. Um, I know that a lot of schools have come out and said that um, no students will be on campus and schooling will be online. So I, I just think that NCAA football is in, in serious, serious jeopardy um, of not being played um, this coming fall. Uh, yeah, who has anybody come out and said that? Is it like, has the NCAA come out and said that, um, any conference 
commissioners of sorts or is it just kind of like common perception that it's not going to happen yeah well it's it's things one thing piling on another so <clears throat> obviously you have all the st- the schools that are, have said you know no no students back on campus for at least the fall semester um which is tough and then the ivy league was the first conference to come out and say that they're not going to play any fall sports including football and then the big i can't remember which one it is that the big 10 or big 12 came out and said hey you know we're only going to play in conference um to try to limit the travel and exposure to like the outside world. So um, I, I just if, think that this is the the SEC came out and said they're going to hold on as long as they can. Obviously, that, them being the SEC. But um, yeah, I just think this is one of those things where it, it, it could piggyback off itself very quick. What uh, what are they going to do about eligibility? You think probably give another year, right? I think they I, I think, think they you gave, have to. They have to, right? They extended spring sports. So you had to extend and yeah. ex- extend fall. Dude, that sucks though, man. If you're if you're a like I'm putting my shelves back in 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 my little freshman year self, twenty uh, was I nineteen years old? Yeah. Like, dude, if if you're losing a year of like, I know this is maybe a small in the grand scheme of things, of course, but like you're you're losing a year of your college where you get to go to like tailgates and like football games, right? Yeah. Like, that sucks. Like, dude, people would be lying if they said that, you know, picking a school that doesn't have a big sports or big tailgate atmosphere wasn't right. a decision for them right because it definitely was right. for me it wasn't a deciding factor but i wanted to go to school with big sports that's why i went to, that's why I went to indiana right like, that sucks that I, I feel bad for like the freshmen i guess any grade but like people who, who don't get to get to see that for a year that's yes yeah. no i totally agree it, it, yeah that's sad to see but hopefully we have uh <clears throat> hopefully we have uh spring sports uh, and so we'll have some basketball and hopefully march madness again but True. time will tell and so th- that'll be it for kind of the general sports news. We'll pass it over to um, kind of the most recent update from baseball from the MLB this past week. And um, really not not a crazy amount of stuff. Um, but like I would mentioned before, um, the Blue Jays are actually, they reported that they're looking to potentially play their whole season in Buffalo, New York. And this is something we talked about, Monks, in a couple episodes ago um, about the the travel and, and where yeah. they fit in um, because of the, the quarantine issue if you travel across um, the border. And so it looks like they're actually looking to just avoid that, pick their pick their bags up and uh, and play in Buffalo and New York. What are your thoughts on that? I, I, I don't blame them at all. Um, playing in Toronto sounds like enough of a pain already. Not because I don't I don't think Toronto is a great city, but like just with the border and stuff, I don't know. It right. must be somewhat of a pain. Right. Isn't it? It's weird how the NHL is migrating everybody from the U.S. to Canada to play. And then now they're saying, what, let's get the Blue Jays want to move out of Canada yeah. to the U.S. I mean, I it's a it's a different it's a different presence because in the NHL you have a much bigger uh, a footprint in the uh, in Canada, and so you're able to yeah, do that. you're able true, to pack yeah. up and move over there, and and I think it makes sense for the NHL because I talked about the, the 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 resurgence of coronavirus here in the United States, and so for for the MLB you only have the one team in in uh, in Toronto, and so it just kind of makes sense to not you know avoid everything that you all the travel and all that, the, the the headaches that could come with that. So. so where where are they playing? What's in Buffalo, New York? Not, yeah, not sure. It must be like a, maybe a minor league stadium or something like that. But um, that must be it, right? Yeah, it was it was a couple of days ago they reported, so I haven't looked too far into it. But that's just a, 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 a opportunity for them, and that could potentially happen. And then um, a few other things. So we had the the uh, Brewers. If you guys didn't catch us, the Brewers did something really cool where um, I believe they were having a practice where it was an inter squad game, and they um, they have the big uh, jumbotron out in center field, dead center. They allowed um, the family members to zoom in um, on the big screen to check out the game and, and watch their uh, dads, husbands, 
um, compete. And so that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to, to, to have the families up there kind of uh, socially distancing, watching the game and um, kind of similar to what uh, soccer has done with some of the fans. The fans can you can buy a Zoom spot to be on the on the uh, the side of the field. But um, yeah, I thought it was a really cool gesture by the Brewers. What did you think? Yeah, I think it was for a practice. Okay. Um, I wonder if the players were like, they probably thought it was cool maybe to see their kids, but like, I wonder if they like, a lot of those guys just spent way more, like way more time with their significant others or whoever it was than usual. I wonder if they're kind of just like, oh, like, all right, like good to see you, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just I kind of just want to play, you know? <laughs> yeah, it also could have been the the Brewers kind of over, overcompensating, worrying about players um, having to be away from their families and maybe, um, you know, make making sure that they felt kind of at home when they were still at the field. Um, it's, really, it's really nice, though. I'm being, I'm being nitpicky. It's really yeah. nice. Uh, no, great, great I, I, I would, Yeah, if I was a player like that, like that'd be awesome. You get to see yeah. your kid and your wife. Because, dude, those guys are locked away now for a couple months. And, like, yeah, exactly. Like and so the, the last bit of news here we uh, we have here is a couple injuries, actually. So um, coming out of the Yankees camp, Judge has been out with a stiff neck most recently. And then if you didn't, I'm sure you all saw this, but um, uh, Tanaka was actually hit in, in the head with a line drive um, during, uh, I think it was just live BP. Um, it was a live Gian, BP, which is— Yeah, Giancarlo Stan. I got a text from my friend who was like, well, Tanaka, basically some that Tanaka just got hit in the head on a meaningless activity. Basically saying, like, I don't know why pitchers are throwing batting practice like that. Yeah. Um, Dude, it was brutal. Holy shit. Dude, that 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 literally could have killed him. Um, Giancarlo Stanton hit it. We obviously know what he can do. Um, I think it was, it was stat cast at like 112 off the bat or something. Um, The only. Stanton immediately went to his knees. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, and dude, poor Stan. Like New Yorkers already give him a hard time because if he, he like he hasn't done great. he's not okay, but he hasn't done like Stan MVP level yeah. numbers. Yeah. And everyone just blames him for injuries and whatnot. Everyone's like, oh, you're hurting your own players now, blah blah. blah. It's like you don't. And, need to- and, and he's been through that too because he's had the couple. He was the first guy to almost pioneer that kind of face guard on the helmet yep, because he got, he got hit in the face yep. twice, I think. Yeah. So he's been he's very very aware of uh, the dangers of of hitting and then also of the pitchers. But that was an ugly ugly scene. Um, only, good to see the Tanaka bounce back, though. The only thing good about it was the ball ricocheted really far, which is good because that means the the, the energy wasn't completely absorbed <clears> into his head, right? Yeah. If he would have hit his head and just fell straight down to the ground like, like dudded, that means he yeah. took all of that energy. Obviously, Ugh. this is not a physics podcast, Isn't but like chills. right. It, it, I don't know if you saw not, the the next day Paxton was out there throwing a, a live EP and they had the L screen up. <laughs> I mean, they should. I mean, uh, just. It sucks to see because it's it, again, it's an overcompensation and and it's very very unlikely for someone like something like that to happen, especially in live VP. But it happened, and so Dude, they had to take that. The caution. thing is, like for live VP, like I guess for people who don't know, like it's not really it's not really for the pitchers. Like inner squads is for the pitchers, right? Live VP is for batters to get different angles of arms, different eyes. Like the pitchers might throw a couple, like flip a couple curveballs here and there. Like yeah, Tanaka's, you know, you know, Tanaka's not going out there. He doesn't throw hard, but like he's not going out there throwing his his fastest 94, 95 mile <laughs> fastball and like dropping these absolute hammers of splitters. Right. Off, right? It's not really. Right. Um. So it's kind of like, yeah, put the yellow screen up and then wait for inner inner squad and then let, you know, him go out there and throw his filthy stuff and then right do that. So whatever. I'm yeah. glad he's okay. Dude, he's already back. Tanaka's I know. Man. We love him. No, good. Um, definitely good to hear he's back he, for sure. He's already he got like mild concussion symptoms, but. Um, that's pretty much. It. I don't. I don't know if you've heard any other injuries happening. I, I haven't personally. I know these are both Yankee players, but I haven't heard any other injuries I, happening, which is good. I haven't heard any. I haven't heard anything major, which is good because I, I think the teams are just kind of taking it easy right now, and a, a lot of players um, didn't have the ability to kind of 
work out and see live pitching during uh, quarantine and all that stuff. So they're definitely kind of easing them back into it. And so that'll kind of lead us into the the next piece we have here. And we'll move it on to kind of the coronavirus update side um, of the MLB. And so just initially here, players reported what about two weeks ago, testing has been an absolute mess. And so if you've been on Twitter, you've seen um, kind of the the outpour um, from the teams on how much of a mess testing has been. Some teams actually haven't been able to report or or they reported super late because they couldn't get their initial tests back in time to clear the guys to come and, and start practicing. But um, the Angels most recently showed up to the tests and um, there's nobody there to do it. And so uh, players are definitely worried. Monks, I don't know if you had any, any extra thoughts on this. I mean, this is kind of something that you've had to see coming. Yeah, um, not great. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Not great. Um, but, pe- but people... Should have seen it coming a little bit. Um, I think small hiccups are okay. Like like healthcare workers, everyone involved is like so they're so backed up. We all know that. Right. Small hiccups, okay. The Angels, people like not showing up. There's <laughs> been teams who aren't getting tested. Like they they have literally said they're supposed to get two a day. I think is the protocol. I think and there so, are teams yeah. who are saying they're not getting tested at all for days. Like that can't happen. Like this is that is the easiest way for this to get the season shut down. Right. Right. The only the only obstacle in our way right now is coronavirus and like. Obviously, I mean, it sounds stupid to say, but like we have the we have protocols to get by it and make the season happen. And like if the testing doesn't happen, that is the only thing that's going to prevent the season from, from being canceled. Right. Which I still think is a possibility, sadly, just being brutally honest. Um, if it gets bad, like they're going to have to shut it down. Do I think they will? Probably not. Um, unless it gets really, really bad. Um, it was interesting to see like a few players who opted out after. Um, and we'll get there in a second of people who left. But like. Players who opted out after the people on their team tested positive. And I kind of thought in my head, like, yeah, that makes sense. But, like, what did you think was going to happen, you know? Like, why did you even come to, to the camp in the first place? Like, did you not expect anyone on the team to, to test positive, you know? Right, right. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like <clears throat> it does if, make if I, sense. Right. I, I feel like you should go with the assumption that, like, one or two people on your team is going to get test positive. 100%. Like, what, what was 100%. the point of going and then just, just leaving after the first test, you know, positive test? It didn't really make much sense to me. 100%. Um, and then I, I don't know if you saw this, but the the Cardinals released something, um, and this was kind of local media. But they said that the a, a bunch of the um, kind of leaders of the clubhouse, the Yachty's, Wainwright, um, Fowler's, Carpenters, guys have been around a long time and have like families. They yeah. sat down the whole team and specifically the young kids and said, "Hey, no messing around during this this camp, and and more specifically during the season. I don't want to see you guys traveling. I don't want to see you guys out and about. Um, let's hunker down, get through this sixty game season." And uh, and try to keep the team healthy because they were, you know, their point is, hey, I'm, I'm giving up a lot kind of right now to come, yep, to come I do, do I this. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And they're putting a lot at risk. Right. And you don't want I mean, the, the young kids, obviously, they're less susceptible to it and they don't have families to go back on to. So um, that was just kind of a message that they sent out. I'm sure other teams have done that. Yeah, you want to talk about the easiest way to ruin your young career? Go go against like the veterans right now and right. go be stupid, right? You'll right. lose all respect. Um, go, par- go party I or do, something. I, get I COVID saw like the whole team. yeah, God. Um, I saw like, and this is back to basketball. But I think like Joel Embiid, his girlfriend tweeted out that she was already getting invited to come to the bubble and like hang out with him. Really? And, like, dude, you, you can't be doing that. First of all, your girlfriend shouldn't be tweeting that. And second of all, yeah. like, don't don't do that. Like, just don't do that. You know, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna ru- you're gonna ruin everything. Interesting. Um, I, so, did you see that bit from Stephen A. Smith, or or it was somebody else? But they were like saying that they they think the NBA bubble is going to implode because the the players aren't able to 
um, get out. And, and, and when you think about the NBA, they're like the most susceptible to like partying and you hear about the James Harden stuff. Yeah. Um, but they're saying that the bubble is just going to like implode and they're worried that um, coronavirus is going to spread in it because they think players are going to be sneaking people in, going out. So that's so um, bad. And that's just that's just the NBA. That's got the NBA written all over it. They're all fishing right now. It's like what I've yes. seen on everyone's just like fishing. I saw Ben Simmons tried to throw oh. a fish back and it hit the dock and everyone's like, dude, you can't even hit the open ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. It love was amazing. That. I was like, dude, those. I don't like. I don't like. I avoid. <laughs> I avoid comments on social media because like it's so toxic sometimes. Yeah. But like, when I see a funny post like that, I have to see what people say because gotcha. you know you know the people are done. Oh, that's um. Anyway, small digression, but yes. Uh, players who opt out. I'll go, go through them real quick. And again, I don't know if this is the extensive list. These yeah. are more notable players. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of names on here. I would say that they're the the most. Um, you know, known players. You have Ian Desmond, David Price, Buster Posey, um, and then we talked about Ryan Zimmerman and and Mike Leake. And then the last one that I found really really surprising was Felix Hernandez. Um, you think about a guy who um, not has struggled throughout his career, but he's been on some terrible teams. This is finally gets to a make shot. A run. This is just yeah. I don't I don't think he's ever made a playoff start. I, and he was he was he was vying for a, a spot in that rotation. Uh, um, and, and the way based, the sixty game season, he probably was definitely going to make that team. I know. Um, Top so he, decision, said man. he said because of COVID, uh, Mike Lee didn't give a reason. Nick Markakis also opted out. He said he had an eye-opening talk with Freddie Freeman, who tested positive. So I'd be curious to hear what Freddie Freeman told him. Okay. Um, Michael Kopik, who's the, the the flamethrower, young flamethrower for the White Sox, who he was in the Chris Sale trade um, from the Red Sox. What's his reason? Uh, he called it a personal matter. Um, he has had a, I was reading about it before this. He's actually had a bad past with like depression, and anxiety. Interesting. Um, it was it, the, the pitching coach said that they're worried about him. Like they make, they hope he's okay, which is kind of wow. scary. Um, and he guys, that guy's a stud. I hope he, yeah. you know, obviously personal health comes first, but I hope he's able to get back on right. the field, you know, and Posey um, came out. They just adopted, uh, two twins actually. Yeah. I gotta um, love Buster Posey, man. Posey's what a guy. The man. Guy. Yeah, so he he actually has twins already. He has his birth twins, like with his wife, and then he adopted this pair of twins. So he's got four now. He, yep, who was born prematurely. Yeah, man, he's um, got a lot on his hands. If you guys have a chance, go read Ian Desmond's post on Instagram. It's like really, really powerful. Um, it's a mixture of health and Black Lives Matter. Um, David Price said it's about his family, family. And, and himself, which is obviously you cannot argue against. Um, and tough then, one, tough one. We can talk about that one for a sec because that guy. Um, you know, that was a, that was a huge, huge trade in the offseason. Um, looking is, forward to seeing him in the in the Dodgers uniform. It but. was a big trade. The, the thing with the Dodgers, I don't think it's going to hurt him too much. No. Um, David Price was going to give them some innings, and he's still a very good player. Um, they, they're so deep, though. I don't think it very matters. Deep. I don't think it matters that much. Um, but you know, he's op- dude. He's opting out of a lot of money. Like you have to realize that these guys are. Like they like they know how serious this can be. Like David Price was, he's supposed to make just stupid money the next two years. Yeah, it's um, very powerful like, seeing these guys he, opt out he, for sure. He's he's making like twenty five million the next couple of years. Prorated this year, he's he's I think he's supposed to make sixteen million. Like that guy is literally just saying, I don't want sixteen million because I want to be with my family. Like that's insane, right? Right. Um. So again, you can't argue any of this. No. Um, Joe Ross, personal health and safety, um, and then Ryan Zerman and Wellington Castillo, um, both them young children. So. I would expect to see a few more even the next couple of days before the season starts, um, especially if people get sick. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think there's like 40 positive tests, um, which is 
the percentage of it is is actually lower than like the national pretty good. average. Right. It's pretty good, but the problem is it's spread out over like twenty teams, which right. sucks because anything is spread among those twenty. Yeah. Um, a few positive tests. I said Freddie Freeman, uh, DJ LeMahieu, which you know that sucks for us. Yeah. Ross Chapman, that sucks for us also. Um, yeah. Chapman was the the LeMahieu one. That one hurts. Uh, Chapman, I mean, they both hurt. That sucks. And Freddie Freeman, like, I don't know, man. The Braves, like, Braves are a team I root for outside the Yankees just because I think it's a cool team and a cool story, and I have nothing yeah. against them. I think they did everything right. I mean, um, these guys aren't out for the year, though. Right? Uh, Quarantine they come back. I, 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 they have, I mean, the teams have to finalize rosters at some point. Oh, you're saying because these guys tested positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be back. If, 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 they, if they get healthy, they'll be back. I'm yeah, just I mean, saying if these if, guys if, might even make the start of the season, right? True. If, if everything goes planned, they will. I mean, Rodos Chapman just got sick like two days ago. So, like, right. I don't know, 10 or 14 days. Yeah, this should be back. And for some reason, I was thinking of there after the year. You're right. Yeah. The, um, I, I, I hope they get healthy quick. You know, I guess they could. Best case scenario, they could be back for opening day. Yeah. Um, all right, that's enough. Fat. Let's talk about the schedule, man. This is the that's yeah. Stuff. Let's get into the schedule. Um, yeah. So all the teams released their schedule. Um, and and you guys know the format. Obviously, it's going to be the East and East, Central, Central, West, West. Um, across the the uh, the two conferences, and um, you'll have ten gate ten games against each division foes for a total of forty. Um, and then twenty games against another division. Um, it's amongst you know I I didn't d- dive too deep into um. The schedule is really outside of the Cardinals. I looked at the Cardinals one, and uh, we can get into that. But but you said you took a look at some of the other ones, and um, you saw yeah, some dude. winners and some losers. I love I love the schedule release, man. I think it's super fun. Um, it doesn't obviously have the same effect as like you know, think about when like the NFL schedule comes out because there's so few games. Everyone's like literally marking their calendars for the right. games, right? Because like, all right, which ones are the big division games? Which ones can I travel to? Which ones are Monday night stuff like that? Baseball doesn't get that because there's so many. Um, but this year is a little bit different because there's only sixty. Um, very, very, very heavy on division games. You know, two-thirds of your games are in your division. So, like, when I say every game matters, like, obviously 60 games, every game matters. But, like, dude, every game matters in your division, like, three times as much. Right. Like, an Orioles game for the Yankees matters just as much as, you know, a Nationals game. You know, they're playing the Nationals opening day. Sure. Um, same with the Cardinals, dude. Like, a game against the Pirates means three times as much than it does even if you're playing with like, the Dodgers. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, which is fun. That'll make those games really fun. Um, I flagged a few. And remember, I, I don't know if you just said this, but it's going to be 10 against each division foes. Um, so for a total of 40. And then you're going to play. So the NL East plays the AL East. The Central plays the Central. The West plays the West for yep. obviously logistical reasons. Um, yeah. So I, I went through and flagged a few um, that I thought benefited, were easy, were tough. And I, and, I, and I went through and looked at some that like were top heavy in terms of like Tough at the beginning, tough at the end. And we can just, like, I'll, I'll bring them up. We can just kind of talk through them and yeah. see how they were. Um, all right, let's go through this. So easy schedules. Um, I mean, the Yankees were one of them I saw. Uh, when I was going, that was obviously the first one I looked at. The reason I think it's it's easy for them is, it, first of all, in their division, probably the Rays are the only ones who are going to make the playoffs, right? The Red Sox aren't really on track. They could. It wouldn't be surprised, but they probably won't. Um, they avoid the Astros, the A's, and the Twins, like, at all, completely, right? They're not in the AL East, they're not in the NL East, so they get to avoid all three of those teams, which right. is awesome. Um, their last 20 of their 23 games are against the Blue Jays, the Orioles, and the Marlins. Yeah, so, like, dude, they could, they could go into, what is it, is it still called October for playoff season? Are we still in October? Um, it'll be, sure. Sure it'll be, season. yeah, it'll be October. 
October. Yeah, October. Dude, they could roll into October just scorching hot. Um, I mean, Blue Jays, Oros, Marlins, they could win 15, 20 of those games and no one would be surprised. Yeah. Um, so that's when I saw uh, Dodgers was another one that I saw. Um, obviously, they're the, one of the best teams. Um, now, the, the NOS sucks, man. The, the NOS is not good. The, 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 the Giants stink. The Padres are okay. And the Diamondbacks are okay. Um, but that they're not anywhere near um, the Dodgers. Right. Um, the teams they have to travel to, so like the Rockies, the Mariners, the Rangers, the Astros, like those guys, the, only the Astros finished above 500. Um, so like, I, again, I'm just looking at divisions. That one's going to be pretty easy for them. And then the Twins were another one. Um, the Twins, like when they first came out, just from, from percentage of games, the Twins have the easiest schedule in baseball. Um they have 20 games against the Royals and Tigers. Um, that's a third of their season. They get to play the Tigers and the Royals. That's, you know, they should win 15, at least 15 of yeah. those games. I right? actually think if you're, if, you're, if you're saying the Twins' schedule so easy, I think that the, the, the Indians and White Sox probably got a good draw, too, because they play the I would same imagine division. so. Yeah, yeah, totally. I would imagine so. Um, uh, what was that? Yes, yeah, so I'm just talking about strength of schedule also. Right. Um, Again, I guess you could lump all these teams in because they're playing the same teams, but right. that's when I flagged. Um, and then a few tough ones I saw, the Blue Jays. Um, they have to play the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Yankees, which stinks. Um, they are a young and really exciting team, but they – listen to this. They play 46 – this is a 60-game season. Uh, they're playing 46 games against people who finished above 500 last year. Yeah. That's not fun. That, yeah. is, that is not fun at all. Um, and again, just based off winning percentage of last year, they have the third hardest schedule. Um, I, I would say two for the, for the, uh, NL, some ones that stick out would probably be the Mets. If you think about the Mets, the, the teams that they have to play Phillies, Nationals, Braves, and then the other side, they got to play the, um, the AL East as well. So that's a really tough draw for them. Um, as far as the Cardinals, I, I looked at the Cardinals schedule. I mean, they're, they're going to have a tough go anyway, because of the, yeah. the central this year is pretty good. Um, you've got really four four teams that could probably contend for a title, um, and then on the flip side, they got to play the White Sox, Twins, Indians uh, a few times throughout the year. Yeah, they get they get some games against the Royals and Tigers, but I mean, you know, seventy five percent of your games outside of the Royals, Tigers, and, and Pirates are are super super tough. So that's probably a, it's a it's a tough draw for the Central across the board, which mm-hmm. again it, it sucks for the Reds because we thought the Reds were going to have a really good year this year too, and they still might. They've got a good team. Um, but tough, tough draw for the NL Central for sure. The, the the Mets were a good one. Those are actually next on my list. Yep. Um, how about this stat? 60 games again, 29 against the Mets, or for 29 games for the Mets, people against who made the postseason last year. Yeah. Half their schedule is against people who made the playoffs. That sucks. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, I like to play the little brother card for the Mets, obviously being a Yankees fan, but like, you know, this is supposed to be an exciting year for the Mets. I, yeah. I really like Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom is awesome. Any baseball fan's going to say that. Pete Alonso is awesome. Um, I, I'm, I'm upset Syndergaard is hurt. Um, but, like, that was supposed to be a fun team. Kind of maybe turn around the Mets' poor luck. Yeah. Um, and listen, listen to this stretch. Final 10 games, Braves, Rays, Nationals. That mm. stinks. If, you don't, if you're not in a good spot to make the playoffs going to that, you might be screwed. Yeah, um, right. And then last the, I saw – go ahead. I was say, how about the AL West? That's going to be a dogfight all year. Angels, Astros, Athletics, right Rangers. And then the reason I say this is the toughest schedule, Rangers, as I have on here. Um, I mean, look, dude, you got to play the Angels, the A's, and the Astros. 30 games and right there. And then Dodgers. Season. And then Dodgers. You got to do that. You got to come back uh, and play the Dodgers and Padres, Rockies. So, you're going to be decent. Diamondbacks. 
Actually, Rod- um, Rockies are going to be horrible. But the Diamondbacks, Padres, and Dodgers are tough. The most, the most interesting thing I saw about the Rangers, and I, I looked this up, um, think about the Rangers. Like They're in the AL West, but think about where the Rangers are located, man. They have to, and I looked at the stats, they have to travel more than any other team this season. They have to play in three different mm. time zones because they're not actually in the West. You know what I mean? Think about like yeah. the, think about the AL East. I mean, I guess Tampa Bay's has probably back or like the Central maybe. Everyone is pretty close. Yeah, I mean, just um, up and down. Yeah, exactly, up and down. Like, dude, the the Rangers are so out of place. That's true. Um, they they got to travel across some time zones. Fly a lot, and this is the reason why I think the Yankees are benefiting too. Because like, dude, when you're an East Coast team and you have to go on West Coast road trips, like, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, you 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 know, if you get a nightcap, it's like ten o'clock when the game starts in your head. You know, yeah. what I mean, that, that that stuff does matter. Yeah. Um, and then just a, a few other things. Um, sure. Here's a few teams that I saw. Again, this is a combination of research and then just me looking at team schedules and kind of my thoughts on them. Um, teams that are look likely to have a good start. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds is a really good one. They play the first fourteen of their first twenty-four five games against Tigers, Royals, Pirates. That's pretty wow. fun, dude. Especially for a Reds team that we all are excited to see. To I think that's start. gonna be a, that, that's gonna be a ton of fun. Um, yeah, so that, that's to go to watch. The Rangers are also a honeyer, which we kind of just talked about. This says they play seventeen of their first twenty-two against losing teams. Um, They're gonna run so, into a brick wall. Yep, and then this one's most most danger of a slow start. The Red Sox, Red Sox first thirteen of their twenty-three games. Um, Raising Yankees, which is brutal, and then the Orioles, man, dude, I, I want to loop this back to our betting, dude. You got to hammer the under on the Orioles this year, man. Twenty-one <laughs> and a half, dude. They are going to be the absolute punching bag. If they play fifteen straight games, Rays, Yankees, Nationals, Phillies, and then and then another at the end of the season, they face twenty-one games in a row. Mets, Yankees, Braves, Rays, Red Sox. Yeah. Dude, they might win 10 games. Like, That's a are you, certified are you, hammer the under are on you the Orioles. Are kidding me? That is Lock so of the bad. century. Um, Man, and then, tough. Yeah, the Yankees were a team I flagged as an easy uh, easy stretch uh, down the home stretch. Yeah. The last 20, I said this earlier, the last 20 of the 23 games, Blue Jays, Orioles, Marlins. Um, and then what was another one? Tough, tough down the stretch. I'm kind of getting repetitive now, but the Mets um, – the Astros actually play 16 of their final 22 on the road, which is interesting. Um, and when I saw Dodgers Giants, which is a fun rivalry, they play each other 10 games, obviously, but it's all at the front. They they play each other 10 times in the first 33 games, which is kind of fun. That'll be fun um, and then and then one that you have probably have more of interest in: Chicago Cubs versus the NL Central. Um, this is their, their final 12 games. Nobody, they don't play anybody in the Central. It's all the AL teams. Oof. Which is like, could be even bad for you. Dude, if you guys fall behind, that sucks. You want to have games against the Cubs at the end, right? Yeah. So I'm, so I'm thinking about how that affects the, your Cardinals. You yeah. guys got to win those games at the beginning against the Cubs. Yeah. Because you, don't, you, don't, you guys don't touch them in September, which is yeah. interesting. Mm. Um, I don't know. That's pretty much all I got, man. Opening day, July twenty third, Yankees Nationals. I mean, Cole Scherzer. What is there yeah, anything? It doesn't better? get much better than that. Is, as, is there anything banner? They're better. They're going to raise the championship banner. First game in two hundred plus days. Uh, that's what I got. I mean, I, who else is the opening day? Giants Dodgers. Yeah, Giants Dodgers. I honestly, I can't believe how close we are. Um, it's been a long time, man. We we started this podcast back what in March, and. Uh, I mean, it was a roller coaster, up, ups and downs. Um, 
And for a long time, like we said, it looked like we weren't going to get a season. And we are now, what, 11 days out uh, from a season. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it looks likely we'll have a season. We're having players drop out. Like Monk said, we're probably going to have a few more before the start of the season. Um, but you're going to have your 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 core players out there. And uh, every team's going to field a, a team. And looks like, you know, by all accounts, we're going to have a 2020 season. And I'm just so pumped for it. Um, I'm excited to, to, to see the MLB get back and, and other sports as well. NHL, um, NBA, uh, hopefully NFL in the fall. But, um, you know, just a little glimmer of hope. It, it looks like um, looks like we're, we're having some, some success here. And I hope the, the teams stay healthy and that we can have a, a full uh, full season and hopefully crown crown a champion at the end of the season. Don't but, forget, uh, uh, don't forget August 13th is that Field of Dreams game. Remember yes. that? Card- Cardinals White Sox, that's still on the schedule. Yeah, Cardinals got plugged um, in there. Uh, oh, wait, wasn't the, weren't the Yankees in that? Yeah, Yankees God. dropped out. Cardinals took their spot. Wait, I didn't even see that. What? Yeah, I didn't oh, see the of- reason for dropping out, but but um, yeah, they offered it to the Cardinals. Cardinals picked oh. it up. I might as well. So, Why not? Absolutely. Um, that'll be fun. August 16th, honoring the Negro Leagues. Uh, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, did we talk about the cancellation of the All-Star game? I don't think we have yet. They did uh, cancel canceled. the All-Star game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's that. So. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this will be precedent. I know people have asked the All-Star game to be moved later in the year or even right. after the season. Maybe this helps set that up. Right. Um, I mean, it makes sense. How can you have an All-Star game in a 30 in a 60-game season? You know what I mean? It's- yeah, did you see the the uh, NBA is is allowing um, nicknames or really whatever they want to put on the back of their jerseys? Would you want to see the MLB do that? Uh, I don't mind it. Why not? I think it, it was a little weird because like the the NBA had a, they made like an approved list of things you could say, right? Which I guess like you, yeah, you can't have just go off the rails. I guess you kind of have to because you can't put like you know I'm not saying when the NBA would put something vulgar or something like that, but yeah. you can't put like you know fuck the police or something like that, right? Yeah. Which like I'm sure someone in the NBA, there's some personalities out there would do something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, which I guess makes sense, but like I saw like LeBron James isn't gonna do it, but like, he said everyone knows what I stand for, which I totally agree. Right. Um, but I think it's cool, man. I, I saw like Kyle Culver is gonna wear Black Lives Matter. Um, it's it's, it's such a small thing. It it doesn't. It can only be good, you know. It doesn't it doesn't impact at all? If the Yankees yeah. want to do it, I mean, the Yankees don't have their names on the back of their jerseys, so I guess they couldn't do it. But yeah. if if people in baseball want to do it, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah I just not? wanted to why see not? if they would adopt that. So I I think a lot of the teams are gonna, uh, I'm sorry, leagues are gonna um, kind of oversee what the other leagues are doing and probably adopt a lot of the, a lot of the things that work that are working, and then you know, flip side, um, taking some taking some learnings on some things that aren't working. Um, so yeah, that'll wrap us up. Um, quick episode this week. We'll hopefully get back at it um, next weekend, and we'll we'll have a, another hot corner for you guys because that'll be leading into um, the first week of the season. So, oh man, next uh, one should be fun. Next yeah, we'll record on the nineteenth. The twenty third will be the, the the opening day, and so hopefully we'll have some lines out for those first couple games, and we will give you guys some of our picks. But that's all I got for the people. Oh uh, man, I'm so excited! Oh god, next next week's gonna be a ton of fun. We'll do we'll do little little betting episodes on over unders, any last lines that come out. Um, I don't know. I guess that's it, man. I, this, I'm, I'm so excited to to actually have a pod where we can now talk about the actual games happening, updates, all that good stuff that I've said like every episode now. Can't um, wait for in game so, action. I know, I know, nothing better. Um, do we know what those first games are on ESPN? Um. Good question, actually. I hope they are. Um, They they should be. I mean, they should be nationally televised. Um, 
So, yeah, that'll be it, man. That's all I got. I'm excited. Hope everyone enjoyed the episode. A little bit shorter one today, but um, looking forward to the season. Everybody have a good rest of your week. Like, follow, and share as always. See you guys.